Welcome to The Thrive Show, where we offer you practical advice that can be implemented into your daily spiritual lives to help you build a thriving home in a thriving sphere. Thanks for joining us. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of The Thrive Show. My name is Mike. This is Brandon joining you today. Yes, um, and we are going, in this episode, we are going to be talking about something that is essential uh, to the Christian life, something if you, maybe if you sat there and you say, what's my purpose? Well, um, you know, what am I here? How can I, this is going to be something that will actually help you thrive in every area of your life. It's like the thing. Yeah, without without this, it's really difficult to even begin to thrive in any area of life if you don't have this thing. And, and really what we're talking about is the idea of discipleship. And Mike has a, a definition so that we can understand. We're not just using terms that are just buzzwords and we actually know what we're talking about. So Mike, what's, yeah. what's our definition? So I came up with, uh, well, we came up with a few things here. So a disciple, like if we're talking about discipleship, discipleship is, there's a disciple. So a disciple is somebody who is committed to following Jesus, uh, someone who is committed, committed to being changed by Jesus, and somebody who is committed uh, to joining the mission of Jesus. So when you look at what a disciple is, it's somebody who's you know committed to all these things and in terms with you know um, you and I were talking about this earlier before the show about if you're committed to following Jesus, following is an action. It's something that's like it's not just passive. It's something that you actually have to pursue and you have to do. So you have to be committed to that. You have to be committed to being changed by Jesus and not just changed but transformed by Him because that's it's a transformative experience when you uh, center your life around Christ and everything that he does and you follow mm. him. Uh, essentially, you are not just going to be changed by him, but you're going to be transformed by him as well. And then and if we're going to be committed to joining the mission of Jesus, well, the, if it's right there in the great commission, right? The great commission that Jesus gave us, which is to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. But then Jesus also gives us this little caveat at the end of like, but remember, I'm with you to the end of the age. So um, if we're looking at discipleship as a whole, that's that Matthew 28, 18 through 20, right there, the Great Commission. That's what Jesus has commanded us to do and to make disciples. So a disciple is somebody who is committed to following Jesus, committed to being changed by Jesus, and somebody who is committed to joining the mission of Jesus. So what I wanted us to do is just kind of back and forth, kind of talk through a couple of questions that I came up with. And, um, and so we'll start well, right at, Well, b- before I do that, like, yeah. I think it's really important to contrast that mm-hmm. with how oftentimes the Christian life is thought about, right? Yeah. Um, we have a couple versions of Christianity. Like one <laughs> of them true. would be uh, like, you follow Jesus, you surrender to Jesus so that you'll, you'll get to go to heaven when you die. It's like the get yeah. out of hell free card. And, and that's how it's predominantly looked like, looked at. It's, it's, it's a transaction versus a lifestyle. It's a transaction versus a relationship. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about discipleship and following Jesus, I, I very rarely use the word Christian when I talk about things because, right. I mean, anyone can call themselves a Christian. And that really just has a lot of, it's, a, it's, well, it's it just a generic term. Christian almost has like a negative connotation too. Like when people say Christian, it's like, oh, you're just a Christian. Like, mm. yeah. But, but following Christ, following mm-hmm. Jesus, requires that my life would have purpose, it has direction, yeah. and 
and I come under the authority of my king. Whereas like, you know, I think a lot of people, when they come to Jesus, they, they think, okay, I like the savior part. I just don't like the Lord part. Yeah, absolutely. And, and a disciple is, is someone who's not just going to hear Jesus and believe what he says, but is going to commit their lives to him. And I believe like following after the pattern of Jesus really leads us to thriving in all the areas of life, because that means instead of going toward our tendencies for anger and and just worry and discouragement and frustration with uh, ourselves or uh, the world, like it leads us closer to joy and mm-hmm. peace and patience and purpose. And, yeah. and I think that's where all of this is really connected to. And that's, that's why we do what we do as, yeah. as pastors. It's why we, it's why we are in this. Yeah. Well, it brings you to not just joy, peace, you know, it brings you to true joy and true mm. peace and true purpose yeah. for what God, God has in store for you in your life. So it's discipleship is, is your life. It's not just a Sunday thing. It's not just a Wednesday night thing. It's every day of every waking hour that you have, you are focused on how can I follow Jesus better? What would Jesus want me to do in this situation? Mm-hmm. How can I how can I bring somebody else to seeing that this is their true purpose? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the church for years has had this very consumeristic, very uh, checkbox, you know, like, I went to church on Sunday. That means mm-hmm. I'm saved. I, I went to church on Sunday. I went to a Sunday night worship service. And then I went to the Wednesday night Bible study. So that means I'm saved. And it's like, Yes, maybe, but here's the thing. Have you made Jesus Lord of your life? I think that's a really good point that we tend to miss mm-hmm. a lot, especially in the American church. It's like we don't like the fact of having, you know, we, we're in a we don't like the idea of authority over yeah, us. Yeah. And so having that authority over us is like it makes a lot of people skeptical and they're like, I don't know if I want to have that. And really what it's turned out to be is that a lot of people are not living yeah. that way. Yeah. You know, it's it's I've I heard it said it's in a Western society, it's hard to follow an Eastern rabbi. It really is. Yeah. yeah. He, he came from a different world. And uh, the, the what he speaks to us in many ways, to his own culture and to ours, mm-hmm. is uh, is is critical, like critical of the way things are. Yeah. And he's calling us out of that that dominion of darkness into his marvelous light. Yeah. I, I just want to like real quick. Speak to to you, not not you, just the one over there. Yeah, Uh, I'm just kidding. To you. And I'm curious, like, maybe you have felt in your life, like, man, there's got to be more to this Christian life than what I'm experiencing. Um, And and I think your angst is is right, that that there is more. And I think it comes through in in this topic, in discipleship, and truly orienting your life around and under and centered on on Jesus. So with that, yeah. Yeah, and I think that really um, that really segues really well into that first question is like, if people are sitting out here watching, they're listening to this, um, you know, do you have like a, a, a real life example of discipleship? Something, you know, or that you can put into like a normal perspective for somebody who Maybe ha- is like I, I think that sounds really good. It sounds really good for me to, to have Jesus as Lord over my life. Mm-hmm. But what does that actually look like in real life? 
Yeah. Well, uh, if you think about the the, the definition you gave, mm-hmm. uh, following Jesus is like a reorientation of our direction and our will. Being changed by Jesus is a reorientation of our desires mm-hmm. and our aspirations. And then joining the mission of Jesus is a reorientation of our purpose. Um, and like, I can easily use my own life as an example that uh, my my will and direction without Jesus was completely different. My desires and aspirations completely different. Mm-hmm. And my um, my purpose, how I understood it, was completely different. And And all it took was... To, to be around some people who follow Jesus, who love Jesus, who are living it out, who are representing him to me. And I saw that there was something different and I started going to church. I just, and I made the assumption, I just assumed that like, if you are someone who goes to church, you just go there every week. Like I just assumed, cause like it happens every Sunday. I just assumed that that's what people did. So that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assumed that people who read the Bible, they read the Bible every night. Or every day, like, and I, I was a, a night owl back then, so I would read it every night. I just what I did. Yeah. I just assumed that's what people did, um, and then you know I just started to grow. And and when there were classes, I would go to the classes. When there were groups, I would go to the groups. And um, and it, I came to it in the posture of, okay, I like I recognize that everything I'm bringing with me really doesn't apply anymore because it's a completely new perspective, mm-hmm. way of thinking, way of approaching things. And I'm learning all these things about God, whereas I didn't have a lot of baggage to let go of because I didn't have much at all. Yeah. Um, I had plenty of baggage, but not when it came to who God is. Mm. So I just started to read and, and attend church. And like I did these basic things. And over time, uh, what started to happen was that my direction vastly, dramatically changed. My desires, what I thought was like a way to live and a, and a right way of doing things and what I wanted in life went from being super greedy and wanting like, you know, in life, I wanted to just accomplish more and do more. And I just wanted all the the nice, uh, the nice cars, the nice house, the all of those things. And those things aren't necessarily bad in of themselves, but that was what my driving desire was. Mm-hmm. And that's not healthy. Yeah. And that shifted to just wanting to serve him. And then um, my purpose went from being, I don't know what I'm even here for. This mm-hmm. life is frustrating to, oh, I, I get it now. I'm yeah. here to spread the good news of what I've now retained. So like, if you think about that, that's really a reorientation of the whole person. Mm-hmm. And and when we don't come to Jesus and and like want him to change us, we're not open to him changing us when we're just kind of satisfied with what already is, then we're missing out on a lot of what God would want to do. Yeah, and you said right there is change. There's a lot of change. A lot of people, I would say the majority of people do not like change. Most and of us don't. Most of us don't. And change, so, yeah. I mean, I don't like change a lot of times, but you know, I know that change is necessary. And that's kind of the thing that if you look throughout the Bible and when, when Jesus was calling his disciples, I mean, these guys left everything they were doing mm-hmm. and they reoriented their life around Christ. Now they had the physical form of Christ there mm-hmm. with them, which was, which was great. But you know, that's exactly 
you know, Jesus is not necessarily saying, you, well, you've been doing this with your life. Now you need to, you know, this occupation, you need to mm-hmm. do this or you need to drop everything and follow some other guy around the country. He's not saying that. What he's saying is that now, since you are indwelled with the Holy Spirit, since you believe in me, since you mm-hmm. have surrendered your life to me, now I can be with you in your workplace. I can be with you as you're at home with your family. Mm-hmm. I can be with you as you're opening up the word and reading. And so that's one of the things that you know, that really stood out to me was like the change that is typically really scary for people. When you know, in, uh, ministry lingo is like the golden calves, right? What are the golden calves mm-hmm. that you're holding on to? These things that like you can change everything, Jesus, but you can't change this part of me because I don't, I don't think I'm ready for that. Mm-hmm. And that's when you actually truly surrender, you, you know, to Him as your Lord. Then that's what you're doing is you're literally going, okay. You have every single part yeah. of me now. Every single part of my life is oriented around what you want me to do. And that's, you know, I'm going to follow you and I'm going to help more people follow you. And that's, when you look at it from that perspective, that's kind of the the leap, I guess, that a lot of people, maybe that's the gap per se. You want to speak a little bit to that? Uh, well, I think the, the gap, I guess, is like, do we see that we have more to learn and I think like as an example, like I kind of gave mine early on, but mm-hmm. even now and for all people who are following Jesus actively now, there should always be this recalibration of <laughs> of how we are thinking, how we are um, how we are living a recalibration to get us closer to what God would want. Right. And, right. and when that's present, then then that is us really truly surrendering to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and that's and that comes with uh, denying yourself. It doesn't just say deny yourself one time. It says deny yourself daily. That's what you deny yourself daily. Mm-hmm. Take up your cross and follow me. And so that's it's it, that in itself lends to say it, this happens. It has to recalibrate daily. It's not just something that you can do once. So going off of that, um, what I wanted us to do was break down the three characteristics of a disciple um, and specifically into how we can, you know, things that we can do to be disciple making disciples within that. But as a reminder, what those are was uh, a disciple is someone who is, is committed to, um, com- sorry, committed to following Jesus, mm-hmm. I'm a blank there, uh, committed to being changed by Jesus and somebody who is committed to joining the mission of Jesus. Somebody who is committed to being changed by Jesus, somebody who is committed to following Jesus and somebody who is joining the mission of Jesus. Committed to all three of those things. So specifically within those con- that context of what a disciple is, uh, what are some things uh, that you can do or we can do to be disciple-making disciples? Well, we have to start with actually following Jesus ourselves, reading, your word, reading the word, praying, spending time with him, opening yourself up to uh, the counsel of others. Uh, because we don't come to Jesus and and uh, just get forgiven of our sins and then we're kind of left alone. It's just us and God in this world. We're uh, adopted into God's family and he's creating this new family that is uh, blood bought by his blood. And uh, that means that we are better together mm-hmm. and that, that we need to see that our lives are not just this individual experience, but we are part of something bigger than ourselves, the body of Christ, the family of God, 
it's the church. Mm. And so we need to be committed to, to being a part of the lifeblood of, of the church, being a part of the, the community and being part of uh, all of that. And I think when we have the posture of a disciple making disciple, that means that we're stepping into the really the journey of all three of those. What was Jesus? He, dis- he made disciples. Uh, you may find yourself, you know, you may find yourself at a spot where like, I can't lead someone in, in like reading the Bible, let alone leading them in prayer or leading them to become a disciple. That's, that's how you see yourself now. But I believe God sees you in a far different way that you can be a disciple making disciple because he called you to do it and he'll equip you for what he's called you to. And he has called you to make disciples. Um, so you may find yourself, oh, I'm not, I'm not there. Mm-hmm. But, but, but never discount the work of God, the power of God, that he can show up and, and show out in your life. And then joining the mission is just, you're, you're, it requires us to make sure we pay attention. How can I make a difference in someone else's life? How can I, and it, and it can be small ways and big ways. You can mm-hmm. start reading, reading the Bible with uh, one or two people, maybe at lunch, at work, or um, you just meet once a week with someone and, and you guys are digging into the word together and, and you're helping them as they're navigating life. Or um, it could be as small as making sure that you're checking in on uh, people around you, your neighbors, starting those conversations and, um, and making sure that you're encouraging them and uh, looking for opportunities to have Jesus-centric conversations with them. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean that you have to go around and every conversation you have with anyone is always about Jesus. Like you can develop relationships and lead to conversations, but it's it's a matter of being open and being on the lookout. And I think those kinds of things really make it to where it, it could look like a lot of things, but if we're not looking for it, we won't see it. Yeah, and that's and that's a really good point too. If you th- if you think about it, we think in terms of Jesus when he was here on earth. Like we have, he gave us, he led by example. He didn't just mm-hmm. lead by what he said. He led by example in everything that he did. And people followed him because they saw like his example. So even if you're not standing on a soapbox at work and preaching the gospel, like people will see your example by who you are. They'll see your character Mm -hmm. and they'll be like, what's different about you? Because in this situation, you should have blown up, but you didn't. Why? Yeah. Well, that's because, you know, that's not how Jesus wants me to live. Wait, what? And so that's where those things, you know, that leading by example and, and something kind of, I want you, that you were touched on a little bit. I wanted to kind of dig into that just a little bit more of like, so say there's somebody out here who's listening to the show and they're like, I'm not a leader, man. That's just not me. I, I resonate a lot with that following part. Mm-hmm. I can follow Jesus all day long, but if you want me to make a disciple and step up and be a leader, mm-hmm. like that's not me. Like, what would you say to somebody that says that? I'd say, I think you're thinking of leadership in in the wrong kind of way leadership is just a a matter of influence and uh you don't have to have the spiritual gift of leadership to make a disciple Uh, jesus didn't say make disciples only to a certain segment of people he he told it to all of his followers and that then we, we have to take it on faith that he will do a new work in me when I'm willing to be obedient. Mm -hmm. Um, I think our biggest issue is not necessarily learning more things. It's actually being obedient to what God has told us and what we know that he's already said. It's actually just doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, spiritual gifts, there there are many gifts, but one body. 
So you may find yourself and uh, you're, you're really good at hospitality. Like that's your thing. That's your spiritual gift. Mm. You can leverage your spiritual gift of hospitality in a way that would give you opportunities to uh, be the light of the world in someone's world. Um, Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Um, and he says that when people see your good works, they'll glorify your father in heaven. So that means just simply being in proximity, being faithful to Jesus and being in proximity with people um, has an effect. Um, but you, know, you use your spiritual gift of, of hospitality or your spiritual gift of service. Um, whatever God has wired you for, you can use that in like specific ways to make an impact in someone else's life. Um, and it doesn't have to mean that you stand up and preach a sermon but it, it can mean that you meet someone over, over coffee and you share your story. You, maybe they're going through something and you are able to testify to God's faithfulness through some of your trials and, and you being willing to speak on the reason that you have uh, for the hope that you have is, is a way for people to see that, that okay, I can, we can have these conversations. Mm-hmm. You, you follow Jesus. And it's really, you don't have to think about it as like leadership. It's simply telling someone of what you found. Mm-hmm. Like, think about yeah. it. You, you go and, and you go and you watch a great movie. What are you doing? You're telling people about that great movie. About You're like, everybody needs to go to this movie because uh, it was awesome. Um, you know, or mm-hmm. you, you, you go buy this this thing or whatever that you love and you're telling everybody about it. That's the same kind of thing that we can do with our faith. Mm-hmm. That if, if Jesus has made a difference in your life, then um, you're, you're just telling other people about it. You don't have to overthink it. Yeah. And I think that's a thing with, with discipleship is it's, it's a buzzword in the church world because mm-hmm. like we've overcomplicated discipleship. Yeah. And it, all discipleship is, is it starts with relationships. And that's exactly, you know, if you look at Jesus, he was with his disciples. He was there with mm-hmm. him all the time. And then, you know, then he had his three that he spent even more time with. And mm-hmm. he was in relationship. And all they did was just listen to him and follow his example. But discipleship doesn't have to be that complicated. You don't have to sit there and go, I'm not a leader, so I can't make a disciple. It's like you can simply have a relationship with somebody, start talking about Jesus, mm-hmm. and then... Just share, like I said, share what you have already know mm-hmm. as to be truth to them. And then next thing you know, they're a disciple. And then they're following the example that you set for them. And then they're making another disciple. And so yeah. it's definitely, it's something that the church has overcomplicated in, in the past, but it's really not that complicated. It simply starts with having a relationship with somebody most of the time. Yeah. And, and that's why we do community groups. That's mm-hmm. why we have them yeah. is so that we can be Jesus to each other. We can follow after him um, and we can bear one another's burdens. We can love one another. We can serve one another. And then we can also be encouraged to go out and be the light of the world, the salt of the earth, where we are planted in our, in our workplace, in our community, in our neighborhood. Um, and, and then we have that support system. So like that's what Jesus taught us. So we're just saying, well, let's just do what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's pretty much that simple. So if you implement this, right, if you put this, implement this, part, make this part of your life of being a disciple, well, we've already discussed what a disciple is. How can that help you thrive? 
Well, I believe we were created with eternity in our hearts. We were created in God's image. We were created um, to be in relationship with our Heavenly Father. And He's the one who designed us, and He's the one who created this whole this whole universe. And so when it comes to this thing called life, life can be difficult, it can be hard and frustrating at times. But if we're going to the one who designed it, or if we're going to the one who created us for the insight on how to do it best, that's what we're doing with discipleship. Mm -hmm. We're going to our God who loves us and has called us, and we're asking him, hey, what, what should this life look like for me? Um, and that's what it looks like to follow Jesus, to be committed to that, to be committed to be changed by Jesus because we are not where he wants us to be. Um, but we can get closer today if we just simply follow him today. And then we can we have a purpose. Like there is a purpose in, in life and it's an adventure. It's exciting when we are joining the mission of Jesus. So mm -hmm. it, it changes everything about our lives. Um, and and it, it starts with a choice, a choice to commit to him. Absolutely. So if somebody's watching this or listening to this right now and they're looking for one next step or just the next step to becoming a disciple making disciple, what would you tell them? I'd say reach out to one person, either text or call or in person and ask them how you can pray for them. Start there. Yeah. And that will likely lead to a good conversation and you actually go and pray for them and then see how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great next step. That's one that I actually, I was thinking you were going to say something else. So, Oh, okay. It's a good one. Bam. It's great. There you go. Yeah. You uh, stumped the interviewer or whatever. Didn't call it. But, uh, <laughs> but hey, guys, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of The Thrive Show. Thank you, Brandon, for all your wonderful biblical insight on this. And uh, see ya. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, that, that was a and, good. Uh, that was a good ending. Yeah, I was like, and uh, I, my mind's blank. So that's actually you. how you should end it. And, and uh, like me saying, oh, that's how. That's really great. And then, and then, and then done. Actually, for real. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Thrive Show. Our vision at the First Church of Christ is to build thriving homes and thriving spheres, and that can only happen with a thriving relationship with our God. Now, if you want a fun and interactive way to get your household thriving in all those areas, you're definitely going to want to check out this new game that we've created. It's called the Thrive Deck, and it's available now. To play the game, simply draw a card from the deck once a week and do whatever the challenge says. If the challenge doesn't apply to your household, do the option instead. And if the challenge isn't quite challenging enough, then you have a bonus option you could do as well. Each card has a designated challenge based on one of the three different categories. One focuses on your home. These challenges are designed to help you thrive in your household, whether you live alone or with a spouse or with children. Another category emphasizes your relationship with God by offering new ways to encourage growth in your personal spiritual life. The last category prioritizes your relationships within your personal spheres of influence. These cards might challenge you to step out of your comfort zone with friends, coworkers, or acquaintances and help you all thrive in your relationship with God. So are you up for the challenge? Visit the FCC Welcome Center to purchase yours and keep thriving in your homes and in your spheres.